In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As the Gospel of John tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. This word was with God and was God when God entered into the formless void of this world. In Hebrew, the tohu vavohu, the void of confusion, the topsy-turviness. The word was with God and was God when the wind, the breath, the spirit of the word who was God swept over the face of the formless and chaotic waters and began to create divine order and goodness and beauty out of formless chaos. The word was with God and was God when the light and the darkness were created, when the waters were separated and the dry land came to be. The word was with God and was God when the plants and animals and creeping things, when the sun and the moon and the stars were created through that word. This word was with God and was God when human beings were made in the very likeness of God, formed of the dust of the earth through the word. And this word was with God and was God when God breathed the very breath of life into humankind's nostrils. The word was with God and was God in the very beginning. In him was life, and that life was the light of the world. And this word, who was with God and was God in the beginning, is the same word who became flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus. It is the same word who cared for the prisoner and the captive, who set the oppressed free. The same word who healed and forgave and loved. The same word who taught us what true life, true love, really is. This is the word who gave up his body, his life, for the life of the world, and whose rising from the dead proved to a dark and topsy-turvy, confused void of a world that life and goodness and order can come from even the most chaotic and scary of places. It was and is this word this Jesus, who on that first Easter appeared to those ten disciples who had locked themselves away in fear of the topsy-turvy world that had taken away their friend and their teacher. It was and is this word who spoke words of peace amidst their pain and their fear. And it was and is this word who breathed on those ten disciples, the same spirit, the same breath, the breath of life that first hovered over the waters in the beginning and that was breathed into humankind during creation to enliven and animate and empower, to make order, beauty, and goodness 
out of that which was chaotic, fraught, and formless. And it was and is this word who returned for Thomas. Poor Thomas. He always gets a bad rap for being a doubter. But all he ever wanted was what everyone else had already received. A chance to see and hear and experience and touch and feel and breathe in this incarnate one. This word who was born, lived, died, and rose all in the flesh. Now, I don't know about you, but this is really, really all I ever want from God. I want God, Jesus, to come into the messiness of my world in the flesh, to appear out of nowhere, to share the peace of God with me, and let me feel and see and breathe in the divine presence so that I can know in my bones, because I can know with my senses, that this word, this Jesus, who once was and who is coming, also is, is right here and right now. Thomas, the twin, is my twin in longing and desire. Thomas, the twin, is my twin in feeling as if I can somehow miss God while I am out and about in and preoccupied by the messiness and confusion of our world. Thomas, the twin, is my twin in the struggle to really believe that any divine order or beauty or goodness can come from the confused void of our topsy-turvy world. But our readings today speak to all of this. They speak to being trapped in fear. They speak to the struggle to believe in the resurrection of that which was once dead. They speak to the longing for God to come into our midst and bring divine life and order and goodness into a world in desperate need of all three. In our gospel reading, we are assured that when we long for, when we desire, when we ask for God to come and be among us, God does just that. Our readings point to the reality that this word who listens to our longing for God, just as Thomas longed for God all those years ago, is the same word who comes to find us in our lives and brings us peace to face everything the world presents us. We are assured that, this, that just as Jesus did for Thomas all those years ago, this word will find us in those places where we have locked ourselves and our hearts away due to fear. And it is the same word who will set us free. We are assured that this word will breathe the spirit of God, the breath of life into us so that we can be part of creating and maintaining divine life and order and beauty and goodness, even in those places where chaos and confusion threaten to prevail. 
Our readings today give us the assurance that the word who was and who is to come is the same word, the same Jesus, who is. The word who is present here with us in this topsy-turvy world where it can feel as if there is more to mourn and worry about than there is to rejoice in. And while God's coming and presence in our midst may not be in the flesh, may not look and feel exactly like it did for Thomas and the other twelve, other ten disciples all those years ago, God's presence is no less real to us today than it was for them. Because we too have been given the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Word. This spirit whose presence among us can fill our lungs just as surely and as deeply as it did those disciples' lungs 2,000 years ago. We have been given this spirit who draws us closer to one another and closer to God, who works in the world drawing forth life from death and healing from pain. We have been given this spirit who urges us to give our hearts and our lives to the truth that the light of Christ continually shines in the dark places of our hearts and of our world, and that the darkness can never, ever overcome it. So while God's coming and presence among us might not look and feel like it did for those first disciples, we too can see and encounter and feel God every time hope prevails, every time life springs forth from death and healing from pain, every time forgiveness is extended and the divine order and goodness of God make their mark on this topsy-turvy world of ours. We can see and feel God in a loving embrace, in a sunrise or a sunset witnessed, in the flowers that are currently blooming, in meals shared, and in so much more. And we, like Thomas, are invited to feel and to hear and to smell and to see and to taste all of these ways that God is present in our world, to touch and witness not only the wounds of the world, but also the life and the beauty and the order that has been created out of those wounds against all odds. Then we too can exclaim alongside Thomas, my Lord and my God, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, Alleluia. Christ is risen.